0: We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for April 18th, 2010. And I'll go ahead and just go over the table of contents for today's teaching, and then we'll get into the to the uh, individual subjects. The first thing we'll be talking about is official disclosure, prepare for contact. Uh, next one is the um, Islamic... Um, Fahid, saying next year Jerusalem will be the capital of our new Palestinian state. And then a warning from Iran, an attack on Gaza, uh, regarding an an attack on Gaza. And then just really what we're going to be talking about a lot is regarding Israel and Iran and the impending war situation. These are going to be the initial ones. And then how Obama is... um, facilitating this process and his role in this whole process. We're going to be looking at uh, possible false flag uh, nuclear terror alerts on the, on the U.S. soil, and then how the Kenyan officials have affirmed that Obama is, was actually born in Kenya. And then we'll be talking about the U.N. gun ban, a timetable for this, which the U.S. has actually agreed to. Uh, Then the actual earthquakes that are still taking place, how that relates to the end times. We're going to talk a little bit about gold and silver prices being artificially manipulated. A comment by Steve Quayle regarding platinum and palladium. And then the banking cash shortage, Um, a comment there. Then we'll be looking at the seasonal flu vaccines, actually uh, something that they found out about them, how it actually devastates the immune system. Touching on vitamin D3 and the colloidal silver, some and then a vaccine contamination alert that there's actually been pig virus DNA found in the virus, the vaccine Rotorix, and some other vaccines that have been tainted with DNA. And just briefly touching on the teaching I did on transhumanism, vaccinations, DNA, and corrupting the seed of mankind. And then ENDA, this uh, legislation. We're going to be looking at that, and we're going to be just going over one comment from a listener. So let's go ahead, we'll go ahead without further ado, and we'll get into the, uh, the study for today. And the first one is official disclosure, prepare for contact. And this is something that um, we've talked about a lot in times past. This is a kind of a synopsis of a lot of things I've mentioned in previous studies. Uh, little article by Donna Anderson. This was up on Tom Horn's website. So we'll start off. In January, the Royal Society, the National Academy of Science of the UK, and the Commonwealth hosted representatives from NASA, the European Space Agency, and the UN Office for Outer Space Affairs. Now, did you realize the United Nations actually has an Office for Outer Space Affairs? This was during its 350th anniversary celebration. The event offered some dizzying intellects in the featured discussion, which was, quote, the detection of extraterrestrial life and the consequences for science and society. So one thing we have to understand here, what we're talking about, we're not talking about some fringe uh, tinfoil hat wearing UFO group coming together and talking about UFOs and everybody shows up with Spock ears and things like that. We're actually talking about NASA, the European Space Agency, and the UN Office for Outer Space Affairs. Okay, some kind of heavy hitters here. Going further, Lord Martin Rees, President of the Royal Society and Astronomer, announced that aliens may be staring us in the face. In the form of humans, that are, in a form humans are unable to recognize. Other speakers used words like overwhelming evidence and unprecedented proof to signify how close we are to making irrefutable discovery of alien life. Some, like Simon Conway Morris, professor of evolutionary paleobiology at Cambridge University, worried that contact with these unknowns might not be a good thing. He said, quote, extraterrestrials might not only resemble us, but also have our foibles. One of my favorite words, foibles. Anyway, such as greed, violence, and a tendency to exploit other resources. He said, quote, and while aliens could come in peace, they are quite as likely to be searching for somewhere else to live and to help themselves to water, minerals, fuel. End of quote. So, I mean, what are we seeing on TV? I mean, we've got the V-series that's back on. And again, these are supposedly aliens in a shape, I guess you call it, I don't know, it's not really a shape-shifted form, but a, a form that um, is deceptive. They're appearing as humans, and they supposedly come in peace to help us, and they were going to offer us this technology and this and that, you know, in exchange for them living among us. But the reality is, is even in the V series, they're here for very, very evil malevolent purposes and it's kind of funny too in that particular series one of the ways they were trying to corrupt the dna of mankind which is a very very common theme in these whether it's the series like um v or movies that come out or things like the show fringe or uh one of the main things that they're always seeming trying to do is corrupt the DNA of mankind. And in the, uh, the V-series, one of the episodes got into how they were using a vaccination. They were actually slipping in uh, who knows what into the vaccines in order to corrupt and pollute mankind. And this was going to be one of the ways they actually uh, took over. So it's just kind of interesting because we've talked extensively about vaccinations. We're going to talk more about that today, later, but how all of the cross-confirmation that we get, whether it's from the news or shows like this, it's almost as though they're telegraphing their punches, which is a very common tactic uh, that we see, that we saw in times past, that we've got into quite a bit. Going further, it says, Vatican astronomers, likewise, weighed in on this one question. Are we alone in the universe? And their top scholars hinted that discovery of alien life, including intelligent life, might be made in the near future. Father, of course I don't like to call him father, but priest Jose Gabriel Funes in a long interview with the Romano newspaper, said that there is a certain possibility of intelligent life elsewhere in the universe, and that such a notion, quote, doesn't contradict our faith. Another Vatican astronomer, Guy Consulmanjo, concluded that chances are better than not that mankind is facing a near-future discovery of extraterrestrial intelligence. Monsignor Balducci even went so far a few years ago to suggest that aliens were already interacting with Earth and that some of the Vatican leaders were aware of it. So see, we're getting all of this preconditioning here for this. And as I've said in times past, are we to assume that all of this effort and all of this preconditioning and all of the things that are happening with, you know... UFO abductions, people seeing UFOs, people having close encounters of the third kind, all the, all the effort they have devoted in Hollywood to movies, to various things like the V-series, that District 9 show that came about. Are we just to assume that all that effort is for nothing, is just for merely our entertainment, and that nothing is going to come of any of this? Because that's the way the church approaches this, typically. That's the way the modern day church, and I'm talking about in general, they just don't even, they don't give it any, it's not talked about for the most part. It's not even an issue. It's as though nothing will come of any of this. They've spent Hollywood alone, most likely billions, to promote this. There's got to be another agenda. There's got to be something, and this is most likely a big, going to be a large part of the end-time delusion that the Bible clearly predicts is going to happen. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And this is uh, just one of the, the big-time, end-time delusions that we're going to be facing. Uh, Maitreya and Benjamin Krem are very vocal that when he makes his big debut that it is most likely going to be in some kind of conjunction with a mass UFO, alien arrival at the same time. And he is going to pose as their leader. Now, if it goes down exactly that way, I don't know. I, I can't, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. But that's what they're saying. These ascended masters that supposedly communicate with people and You know, people channel them, and and they're in communication with them. This is pretty much what they're saying. That these forces are waiting in the wings to come and save humanity. In fact, they go one better. They say they created us. And that we're, their little science project, they created us millions of years ago. Now this is called the ancient astronaut theory. And that... We're their little science project, and that we have evolved and done and got to where we're at. And we need, we're right on the cusp of making the next evolutionary leap. And this is going to usher in the age of Aquarius, where we will become as gods. Isn't that kind of funny? Because that's the same lie that Satan tempted Eve with in the Garden of Eden in Genesis 3. Ye shall be as gods. Same lie, just repackaged. And they're waiting in the wings to, for us to make our next evolutionary step. It totally flies in the face of the Word of God in, in, in what the Bible teaches that you know the Lord Jesus Christ created humanity. The Bible says in John one that all things were made by Him, meaning Jesus Christ, and without Him was not anything made that was made. All things were made by him. The universe, the whole nine yards. It wasn't some, you know, aliens that came here millions and millions of years ago and seeded the planet with, you know, humanity and then kind of stepped back and watched their little science project grow and see how it turned out. They've also, they're also saying that we've messed things up so bad through the environment and things of this nature that they've got to come back and intervene at some point in order to straighten everything out. Now these are the things you're not going to hear typically in the church for the most part. I'm not saying it because I think I'm Mr. Smarty Pants and I'm better than everybody else and I'm the only one on the planet with this revelation. There's other people that, that are aware of this as well. But at some point the church is going to have to face this unless, unless we're to believe that all of this effort that these entities whatever whatever you want to believe that they are, whether they're demonic whether they're fallen angels, whether they're some type of hybrid. And again, there's different classifications, obviously, of these supposed aliens, or ascended masters, or whatever you want to look at, whatever you want to believe they are. They're evil. They're evil. Okay. They're of their father the devil, and of his works they will do. Unless we're to believe that none of all this effort that they have put forth is going to come to anything. They just did it just kind of for a show, and none of it will ever... It won't, it won't figure into the end-time delusion at all. No. Well, the Bible says that when the Antichrist and the false prophet arise, they're going to really pretty much deceive the whole world through lying signs and wonders and miracles. That's the primary chief way. They're going to literally put a spell on the world. For the most part. And this is why we need to arm ourselves. The Bible says if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Matthew twenty four twenty four. 24. So we, we've got to be very careful, and we want to prepare ourselves and not get too wrapped up in this, but it is something we want to be at least familiar with. When this stuff starts to go down, the typical secular person is going to come to the Christian and say, well, how do you explain this in your Bible? Most of them aren't going to have an explanation. Most of them are going to fall, and I hate to say this, but a lot of them are going to fall away because they're not going to be able to explain it, and they weren't rooted in the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word. The Bible says that we're supposed to expect strong delusion according to 2 Thessalonians. The Bible says that God is going to send the strong delusion that they will believe a lie that they might all be damned who receive not the love of the truth. When was that supposed to happen? When the Antichrist arises. It's very clear in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that's when it's going to go down. Well, that's where we're right on the cusp of right now. And whether it's Matreya, or whoever you believe, we're, we're pretty close. I don't think any of us would argue that point. Most likely this may be in conjunction with some type of environmental cataclysmic event. Look at what we have going on in Iceland right now. They can't even fly planes over the Atlantic because of that, that ash plume that that volcano is putting up. Miles and miles and miles into the sky. All the... Uh, air travel has been suspended essentially in Europe. It's a pretty big deal. We've been having more and more earthquakes lately. Uh, again, this are these are things Jesus Christ clearly predicted in Matthew 24. Earthquakes in diverse places, plagues, pestilences, wars and rumors of wars. I mean, we're all we're living in that time right now. So don't get discouraged. It's just Total confirmation of the word of God, and that it is true, and that it is going to come to pass. It, the Bible doesn't get into every gory detail on exactly how it's going to go down, though. It doesn't say, "Well, there's going to be spaceships that are going to be, you know, coming down, posing as this and that, and and these types of things." But it does give us the general blueprint. So, again, getting into stuff like this should not erode your faith. It should increase your faith because if you look at the Bible in totality, it's confirmation of the Word of God. So, let's go further. He's saying, this um, priest guy, Foonz, says that intelligent life elsewhere in the universe, that such a notion does not contradict our faith. Well, I agree with him, but from what premise... Are you saying it doesn't contradict our faith? Because they're our space brethren? They're, they're the long lost sheep? Well, if they were of God, they would not contradict the word of God. And when these people are either abducted in... Please understand that they've done polls and found that 2-3% to three percent of the American population alone has said they've been abducted. Now, is this something everybody's going around waving their hands about, screaming about, saying, hey, I got abducted? No, they're embarrassed. But when they do private polls, this is what, 2 to 3%, and that's a conservative estimate. Are saying has happened. Are you telling me they're all nuts? Millions and millions and millions of people that have had these demonic experiences? They're all crazy? I mean... You have to do the math. Now, I did a teaching on the Grenada Treaty that you may want to hear. And probably the easiest way to find that would just be go up to uh, YouTube, and Scott Johnson, and whatever subject you're looking for. Scott Johnson and then Grenada or Treaty. And you should be able to find it. Where I get into a lot of the origins of when these abductions started to happen. Okay, not my opinion, I'm trying to base as much as I can on fact here. And when these things happen. So we have been preconditioned on a large level on a lot of different levels for some future event. And um, again, how it's exactly going to go down, I can't say 100% for sure. But I know deception is here and I know it's coming and it will increase. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That word wax means to grow. So we're supposed to expect evil men and seducers. We're supposed to expect the strong delusion, and it's going to increase. Uh these are things that are just a fact. Okay. Again, this isn't a popular subject in the churches. It would adversely affect the uh giving that these churches receive for the most part, particularly if the church wasn't aware. Um they'd lose a lot of members people would get scared, but can you imagine when this stuff starts to go down and these uh, pastors or, or whatever they might call themselves, they haven't addressed any of these subjects and the flock comes to them and says, what's going on? And the pastor doesn't have a clue and is scared as the rest of them. Can you imagine the mass exodus from the faith that's going to occur? And can you imagine the mass exodus toward this deception. That he told me everything was going to get better and better. And that and that if I just give, you know, my, my tithes, I'm going to get rich and this and that, and I'm not saying that's always the case. I'm saying that's a big one of the major themes you'll see. Well, you know, again, we'll see what happens, but the Bible is predicting an end-time delusion, and we should be on the lookout for it. So, going further, it, another Vatican astronomer, Guy, Conzo Manjo, concluded that the chances are better than not that mankind is facing a near-future discovery of extraterrestrial intelligence. Monsignor Balducci even went so far a few years ago to suggest that aliens were already interacting with Earth and that some of the Vatican's leaders were aware of it. See, they're trying to precondition their flock they know what's going on at the highest levels. They do. You may not think or believe, but they do. They know what's going on. They know what's going to happen to a certain extent at the highest levels. And they're trying to precondition people. He goes on to say, how can we rule out that life may have developed elsewhere? Asked Funes. Just as we consider earthly creatures as a brother and a sister, why should we not talk about an extraterrestrial brother? It would still be part of creation. Yeah, true. But whatever manifests, if they speak contrary to the word of God, let them be cursed or anathema. If they present another gospel, and that's what they always do, every single time in every abduction scenario or every channeling scenario or every close encounter of the third kind or whatever, None of the time do they ever try to point people to the Lord Jesus Christ and the Word of God. They always will point people away and say that we've misinterpreted the Bible. Or that it was just a book made of men, made by men, and it's flawed, and it was just used to control humanity. And that the real truth is this, and then they give some false or another gospel. I mean, that, all you ha- would have to do is, is read about the d- abduction scenarios and see what they're being told to understand. It's another gospel, literally. So, it would be one thing if the supposed extraterrestrial brothers or sisters were speaking in accordance with the word of God, but they're not. They're speaking absolutely contrary. So we know they're of their father, the devil, and of his works. You see, it's very black and white. And don't buy into the whole garbage about good and bad aliens, like V, the, the miniseries is trying to teach you, or any of these others, oh, these Ascended Masters are good, or the particular branch of the aliens called the Nordics are good, and there's this big war between these alien factions. That's a bunch of garbage, too. That's good cop, bad cop. They just that's what they want you to believe. They all preach a false gospel. They have their own gospel, in other words, that they are trying to shove down people's throats. And if it goes down like Maitreya says it's going to go down, where there's going to be all kind of lying signs and wonders, probably on the heels of some cataclysmic event, and it could be World War III, where people are going to be really desperate. I mean, can you imagine if there's this World War III breaks out, and then in conjunction with that, we have natural disasters, and then maybe throw a plague in there, like that maybe they create through the vaccinations, and maybe a false flag nuclear event on American soil, and then we have some really cataclysmic earthquakes at the same time. You think people might be a little more receptive to a savior, a world savior, than they would be like, than right now? I understand things aren't great in the world right now, but they could get a whole lot worse real quick. I don't think we've seen anything yet. In other words, these are just the birth pains. These are just the beginning of sorrows. Now, I know this isn't Smiley Joe Osteen type positive, Charles Tremendous Jones type of uh, of uh, teaching what we're doing here. I'm just trying to be realistic. I'm trying to prepare you for what seems to be obvious. And again, we've done hundreds of teachings at this point on this particular subject. Uh, I mean, on these subjects. I I would say, almost on a daily, weekly basis, the end-time current events that we're getting into cross-confirm one another very nicely. And it's not because I'm so smart and have it all figured out. It's just because the information's there and I'm just trying to present it to you. um, So that we're not destroyed for lack of knowledge. So let, that we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. Why? Lest he get an advantage of us. 1 Corinthians 2.11. We don't, if we're ignorant of Satan's devices, the Bible says he can get an advantage of us. Well, these are Satan's devices we're talking about here on a week-to-week basis. This is the watchman type of ministry that the Lord's called me to. It's not the ministry everyone's called to. But for me, this is where, you know, this is kind of how I got into all of this, this, is, this was the reason, this was um, what ended up kind of being the thing that led me to getting saved by reading the book En route to global occupation by Gary Kahn. So, And it can be used as a tremendous witnessing tool. And in the day and times to come, it will, it, I think it's, it's going to be something where you have no choice because you're not going to be able to ignore what's on the horizon much longer particularly when it really starts to manifest and become reality. These are things you're going to have to be able to explain to others in order to lead them to the Lord. You're not going to be able to do it independently, most likely, because people are going to be wanting to know the answers to what's really going on. I'm not saying that somebody couldn't receive the Lord Jesus Christ, but knowing the full picture, don't you think you're going to be able to do a better job? Is the point I'm trying to make. Okay, so let's go further here. Um, Okay... Uh, then he goes on to say, Muslim and Jewish leaders join Foon's. Now, this is Muslim and Jewish; these are monotheistic, supposedly faiths: Christianity, Muslims, Jews—the three big monotheistic faiths on the planet. Now, I understand Christians encompasses so much false religion, including the Catholic Church, Orthodoxy, literally thousands of different denominations. Okay. Muslim and Jewish leaders joined boons to say their religion could accommodate the E.T. reality. So the Muslims and Jews are even saying this. Well, What are we saying here? We're saying that the three main monotheistic faiths on the planet, and we're including the Catholic Church in this, are saying that their religion could accommodate an E.T. reality. Well, I agree. But let's explain it biblically. Let's expose it for what it is. Let's look at what Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. You take a camera crew and a news crew back to the days of Noah in Genesis 6, what's the main thing going on? Well, the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, they took them wives, all that they chose, and in those days were giants, or Nephilim. Or fallen ones. The word giants from the word Nephilim, which means fallen ones. They were hybrid offspring of the fallen angels and women. What were they trying to do? Corrupt the seed of mankind. What? Let's go further. They were trying to corrupt their DNA. This theme of DNA keeps reoccurring and reoccurring and reoccurring. The more and the further we go into... The end times. I keep seeing it reoccurring over and over again. He's trying to do exact same thing as in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Same thing. They're they're just trying to corrupt the. Di- and it got it was so bad in the days of Noah. God had to wipe the whole world out with a flood. Man's thoughts were only evil continually these fallen angels had so corrupted the seed of mankind in one way, shape, or form that he had to kill everybody and everything on the planet save eight people on the ark and the animals. The book of Enoch even talks about how they had defiled the birds and the animals. Well, wouldn't that make sense? If if the birds and the animals were uncorrupted, why would God wipe the whole world out and punish them? I'm not saying... That he wouldn't do it in order to accomplish his purpose but I believe everything had been corrupted at that point. What do we see today? We see cloning we see them trying to combine human DNA and cow DNA human DNA and pig DNA. Then we've got where they've actually put um, DNA into plants human DNA into plants or pig DNA into plants we've got all manner of this plain God the Bible says a seed is supposed to produce after their own kind. Or a human is, produced after, is to produce after his own kind. What we've got today is man going into a laboratory and playing God in manipulating the DNA of plants, animals, and trying to cross-combine all this stuff. It's an abomination in the sight of God. And to a certain extent, it was the same thing that was going on in Noah's day. And that's why God had to wipe everything out and start over. Those animals that got on the ark, their DNA hadn't been corrupted just like Noah's DNA hadn't been corrupted because it said Noah was a perfect man in all his generations. Meaning he wasn't walking around in sinless perfection because we know the only one that ever did that was Jesus Christ. But he was perfect regarding his DNA. His DNA had not been corrupted. Anyway, I I know I've said this in times past, but for any new listeners, just kind of giving a little primer on this. Uh, if you want to know more, just go up to YouTube and Ken Scott Johnson and like the word Nephilim or UFO or something like that. You'll, you'll find them. You'll find the teachings I've done on this. Um, the question of how the world's political and religious communities would respond if suddenly faced with visitors from beyond is something world religions and even the U.S. government has studied. Paul Davies of the Atlantic Monthly wrote in 2003 that the discovery of even a single bacterium somewhere beyond Earth could force mankind to revise its understanding of who we are and where we fit into the cosmic scheme of things. Says who? Him? What would that do to shake our faith? They discover a single bacterium on the moon or on some other planet? Who cares? Who am I to say exactly if there was another bacterium i mean jesus christ was the one that created this all all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made john 1 so you know that's up to jesus christ it's not going to do anything to shake shake my faith or force me to revise my understanding of who i am i love how people love to talk for other people like this guy's doing don't tell me it's going to force me to revise my understanding of who I am. I stand on the word of God in the King James Bible and that's where my foundation is. And if they speak contrary to the word of God, you know, then the, the truth is not in them. The Bible says what is truth? Thy word is truth. So that's like the gold standard. Going further, Davies speculated that such a find could throw the human race into a spiritual identity crisis. Whatever. I mean, that's according to him. That could leave some gasping for faith in God. Please don't speak on my behalf, Mr. Davies. Let's go further. Evidently, things have changed since 2003. Recent polls show a majority of people believe the ET disclosure would not challenge their faith in God. Finding supported by University of California Berkeley in 2008, a Reuters poll of 23,000 adults in 22 countries taken in April of 2010 found similar responses. Well, We're in April, so this was very uh, recent. Adding more that four, more than 40 percent of people from India and China believe aliens are already here and are walking among us, disguised as humans. Isn't that funny? it's what these saying it's what a lot of things are saying. it's what that show um that that one guy did it was that show that movie they live i don't recommend you watch the show it's rated r it's it's got a lot of inappropriate language and stuff in it but um they live that was the whole theme of the show that they walk among us now Listen, I don't have any, you know, I'm not going to go down that path at this point, but it seems to be this consensus of a lot of different people, whether they admit it or not, that's what they're believing. And if they made disclosure, like they're talking about, and then all of a sudden, all these people that maybe you might even know or or know of came and said, yes, we're actually a part of whatever, this race, that's not human, wouldn't that to a certain extent disarm you because, well, hey, they've been here all along and uh, they haven't done anything to hurt us, so they were just kind of shy and they didn't really want to say anything until they thought we could handle it. So I guess they're pretty cool. I mean, wouldn't that be a good way to disarm humanity? to a certain extent. Hey, we've already been here, guys. We've been helping you behind the scenes. You just couldn't handle us quite yet. Again, I'm not 100% sure how this is all going to go down. I'm just trying to prepare you for possible scenarios regarding this particular subject. It says that this these polls said that an ET disclosure would not challenge their faith in God. That's a lie. Unless you're prepared, to be able to explain this biblically. You can, you can spout that off. Say, oh, it's not going to do anything. But what if these things come and you know if they're going to be true to all the lies they've said in the past about how they created us and how we're their little science project which is really the basis for intelligent design. Don't think intelligent design is of God. Intelligent design is not creationism. Intelligent design is based on deism and it's based on the ancient astronaut theory. Now I've done a whole study on the ancient astronaut theory that you can access up on YouTube. Scott Johnson, just key in ancient or astronaut or you'll, you'll find it. And it was on the Raelian cult. The Raelians got an interesting email about them this week and how they may be a big part of this end time delusion. And I think they may. I know it's kind of a fringe cult. But the people the Raelians are actually connected with, it's very telling. And what the Raelians are saying is very much in line with what I've been reporting on for years now this cult. And it's totally based on the ancient astronaut theory and intelligent design. See, and their, their version of intelligent design is these aliens came here millions of years ago and de- designed us intelligently, and they are creators. Okay, it's not God. The God of intelligent design are alien life forms. Okay, that's that's the reality of this. And I've done a whole teaching on intelligent design. You can find the same way uh, up on YouTube. So, again, an ET disclosure isn't going to challenge my faith in God, but I don't care what... If this ET disclosure was, let's say let's, let's say this poll was done in Joel Osteen's church or Benny Hinn or whatever, who have done nothing to prepare their congregations for the coming delusion and deception. They've done the opposite. They've said, oh, everything's going to get better, better, better. And the Dominionists believe it's going to get so good that they're going to actually usher in the kingdom of God and Jesus is going to have no, Christ, no choice but to come back and... Sit down on the throne. There's not going to be any tribulation or anything like that. They haven't done anything to prepare for this coming delusion. They're not going to have an answer. So they can sit here all day long and say it's not going to shake their faith in God. But when it happens, they're going to have to have some biblical way to explain it in order to maintain faith. I mean, you have to be rooted in the Word of God. And the Word of God does explain this as we try to do on a weekly basis. But they're not being shown these things. And most likely they're reading some modern perversion of the Bible that has altered the words of God adversely. For instance, in the NIV, there's over 64,000 less words in the NIV compared to the King James. They've removed whole verses in the NIV that are just skipped over. I mean, if you go up to... um, I think you can just do this on the internet. Just go up to the uh, internet and key in NIV uh, Bible Quiz. you probably find it. And you can see a whole bunch of verses. They'll say, go look this verse up in your NIV. It's not there. Oh well, yeah, you're right, it's not there. Because it's a fill in the blank, you know. And <laughs> you can't fill in the blank because it's not in your Bible. If you're reading an NIV. And there's, there's, that's just one of them. Living, NIV, whatever, American Standard. They've all done this. They've all taken away uh, from the Word of God. And I mean, talking thousands and thousands of words. It's not just a trivial issue. Anyway, let's go further. And if you want to know more about that, just go up to uh, YouTube, Scott Johnson, and then KJV. And you'll see the teachings I've done on that subject. Um, going further, in a related CCN article, Syed Seed. Of the Islamic Society of North America said most Muslims would also welcome the discovery of life off of off of Earth. The Quran refers to Allah as the God of the worlds. He said not just of one world. So see, they would have no problems. So see, they're ripe for the de- for the picking. They're ripe for the deception. They're waiting for the Imam Mahdi. That's their awaited savior. Okay, and when. Well, who says he's Imam Mahdi right now? Well, for sure we know Maitreya. There may be others that claim. But Maitreya is saying he is the weighted savior of all the main religions on the planet. The Imam Mahdi to the Muslims, the Messiah to the Jews, the Christ to the Christians, the fifth Buddha to the Buddhists. I watched a documentary about Buddha the other day on a public television. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. I told her about this guy, the last Buddha or whatever, and um, <laughs> it was just, it's, it's actually almost comical, some of the stuff that they believe in. But supposedly this last Buddha, he, you know, he had like, I don't know, hundreds of lives before he got to this incarnation. And one of the things that he was, and I know I make fun of this, but he really claims he was, he was a dung beetle. It showed, like, this picture of him in a former life, and he was like this dung beetle rolling this piece of dung up a hill backwards. And he was a butterfly, or I think he was, several times he was butterflies. And he was a horse, and, you know, a woman, and then a man, and, oh, just garbage. Really, when you look at that story of the Buddha, All it was was some guy who invented his own religion. That's all it was. Because it shows, and the thing is, you know what's really crazy? (laughs) is that there was no stories even written about this guy until like 400 years after he died. So I'm sure that nothing got twisted or manipulated or no detail was forgotten. He made, there was no records when he was alive. It was all stuff that was passed down through oral tradition. Well, you know what they say about a rumor I mean, if you're at a dinner table and you tell a secret and it goes around the table, by the time it gets back to the person, it's been totally, totally um, not even anything like the original story. Well, can you imagine what 400 years would do of people that were trying to pass this down? And this is the basis of that religion? Whereas there's literally hundreds of prophecies regarding Jesus Christ in the Old Testament that were fulfilled to the absolute T, regarding Jesus' life, and even on the day he died, many were fulfilled, absolutely, 100% accurately, and that there's not enough atoms in the universe, on the odds of, of this happening, not enough atoms in the universe, that this would, that this could be by chance. And I've done a whole teaching, well, I've got into this in times past, it's the probability teaching. Um, that I can send it to you in a word format. If you want, just email me, and I'll send it to you. And uh, it's Dr. Johnson, D-R-J-O-H-N-S-O-N, at the letter I, the letter X, dot netcom, N-E-T-C-O-M dot com. N-E-T-C-O-M.com. And I'll send that one to you. Um, anyway, well, let's go further here. Uh, Rabbi James Rudin of the American Jewish Committee says most Jews also leave open the possibility of life on other planets in their interpretation of Genesis. Again, I believe the Bible can be used to explain this phenomenon, but understanding that everything in the Bible is pointing to a coming end time delusion and deception, and as it was in the days of Noah, Okay, what was the main thing that was going on? Well, again, we've already said that. Who were the main ones behind the deception in Noah's day? Well, the fallen angels. Who was their leader? Satan. Well, that's exactly the scenario that's going to happen today. If it's as it was in the days of Noah, well, who's behind this deception? Same people, same players. Satan, fallen angels, demons, devils. We battle not against flesh and blood but against princes and principalities and rulers of wickedness in high places and powers. According to Ephesians 6, that's why the Bible says to put on the full armor of God, to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, and that the weapons of a warfare are not carnal, but mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. Quoting the word of God. Believing it, though. You've got to believe it. Praying. Putting on the full armor of God. Fasting. Um... You know, memorizing scripture, living right, these are things that are our weapons and implements of warfare. And I, again, this is not a study on that, but these are some things that um, we can use. So let's go further. But not everybody in the faith community agrees. Many conservative evangelicals, I, I can't stand that term, but evangelicals, but in particular take a more suspicious view of aliens, stating that they could be Demonic manifestations. I don't state they could be. I say they are. Because everything they're teaching is 100% diametrically opposed to the word of God. It says they could be demonic manifestations or play a role in a future great delusion that gives rise to the appearance of Antichrist. Absolutely. That's exactly what's going to happen. It goes on to say, I have become thoroughly convinced that UFOs are real popular Christian writer Hal Lindsay wrote. He says, I believe these things are not only extraterrestrial, but supernatural in origin. To be blunt, I think they are demons. Well, that's very general terminology, just to say they're demons. Okay, But, they're demonic, they're evil, that's for sure. Associate Professor of Psychology Elizabeth Hillstrom, in her book Testing the Spirits, documented a growing... and again, this is testing the spirits. How do you test... well, you compare what they're saying... With what the Word of God says. And if it's contrary, then you know that they're of their father, the devil. And of his works they will do. Well, that's, and of the lust of his lust they will do. Okay, well, again, it's a real easy way to test the spirits. What's their message? I mean, what's Maitreya's message? Totally diametrically opposed to the Bible. I mean, my word, M- Maitreya has a whole reading section on his website. Where does it point you to? Alice Bailey, <laughs> Madam H.P. Blavatsky. The, the the devil woman that started Theosophy, which is basically Luciferianism, which is just a nice way of saying Satan worship, which is going to really be the basis for the coming one world religion, Theosophy. We've proven that in other studies. Alice Bailey, who channeled all those books, event, essentially every single thing either Alice Bailey ever wrote, and Madame H. P. Blavatsky, Alice Bailey was... The came after H.P. Blavatsky. Everything they wrote is pretty much on the recommended reading list if you go up to Share International, which is double Betraya's or Maitreya's website. It's what Benjamin Krim and Maitreya are advocating is required reading to understand the coming enlightened age that we're going to be moving into, the age of Aquarius. And Maitreya will be the one that ushers that in. Now, will it exactly go down that way? Well, I don't know. I think there's, they're going to play... Some part, if bare minimum, if not a major part. I'm not saying he's absolutely got to be the Antichrist, being dogmatic about that. I'm saying that he's a pretty good uh, candidate, though. Let's go further. Uh, she says this Elizabeth Hillstrom in her book, Testing the Spirits, documented a growing number of scholars who support Lindsay's conclusion that ufo knots are synonymous with historical demons. From a Christian perspective, she wrote Valais' explanation of UFOs is the most striking because of its parallels with demonic activity. Valais himself, drawing from extra-biblical literature on demonic activities, establishes a number of parallels between ufo knots and demons. Again, we've done that on almost a week-to-week basis sometimes here, in the teachings we've done. Pierre Gurin, a UFO researcher and scientist-associated with the French National Council for Scientific Research is not so cautious. He says, quote, the modern UFO knots in other words these occupants of the UFOs and the demons of past probably are identical. Veteran researcher John Keel, who wrote UFOs Operation Trojan Horse, horse and other books on the subject, comes to the same conclusion that the UFO manifestations Manifestations seem to be, by and large, merely minor variations of the age-old demonical phenomenon. It's just the it's the same old devil, just repackaged. You know, he's just got another veneer on. That's all it is. In addition to extrasolar planet discovery or the sudden appearance of the UFO armada, what like V is purporting? One of the things on V. Is supposedly there's, there's this armada. Now there's already I don't know twenty some ships over major planet over major cities worldwide, but there's an armada of ships on the way. The sudden appearance of a UFO armada. I mean, what if that would happen? <laughs> UFO armada shows up worldwide in, in at the heels of a lot of these other things that I mentioned: World War Three. False flag nuclear event, cataclysmic earthquake, volcanoes, tidal waves, tsunamis, maybe a meteor hit, pandemic, some type of pandemic going down, martial law, you think people are going to be pretty desperate then, and then that happens? Shock after shock after shock. Your adrenal glands, if particularly if you're not prepared to deal with this, are going to be so wiped out. The, your adrenal glands are what help you cope with stress. They secrete things like adrenaline and epipenephrine and neuropinephrine and these types of things that help you deal with stress. Well, every time you undergo a, 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 a very, very stressful event, works on the adrenals. If you drink a lot of caffeine all the time, you're burning your adrenal glands out. Sugar does it too. That's why when you drink sugar or caffeine, you feel that... That, sometimes that rush or whatever, but if you keep drinking it, it's less and less and less. In other words, it's like whipping a tired horse. People's adrenal glands are going to be so shot. Probably, when this all ends up going down, they're they're almost going to have no will to resist. It's what helps you. It's, it's what helps you to to cope and deal with stress. And if you're not prepared. And you don't have an answer for all of this. You're going to lose hope. I'm just saying, these are some possible ways it could go down. But can you imagine if this happens? UFO Armada? This is, the, this is one of the main things Matreya is saying. That this star sign that's supposedly taking place right now all over the world, where people are seeing these pulsating stars in the skies, are nothing more than spaceships. He's saying that there's four different spaceships and four different quadrants they are appearing and all these people are sending in pictures. It's not reported on the news. But they sure got a lot of pictures to prove what they're saying. Sent in from all over the world. Well, it's conditioning. It's conditioning. Some believe contact with alien, alien intelligence could eventually happen as a result of a man-made super technology that opens new dimensions Or discovers parallel worlds. Huh, what do you mean, like CERN? The super collider? Because that's what it's purported to do. That's what the show Flash Forward is all about on ABC right now. Did you know that? It's exactly what it's about. Flash Forward is based off a book that was about CERN from like 10 years ago. And CERN is all these things where, you know, supposedly we've been hearing, and I've been saying, please continue to pray against this wicked technology because they're literally trying to open other dimensions. It's it's like in the Bible where um, the key to the bottomless pit is open and all these evil entities come out of the pit. That's what they're trying to do. Why? Because they're of their father, the devil. Satan wants this to happen. And CERN is endeavoring this to happen. CERN is trying to make this become reality. That's what Flash 4 is all about. CERN. They were talking about another theme I'm seeing a lot of Fringe is very much the same thing. Stargates, opening them up into supposedly parallel universes. What I'm trying to say is that they're conditioning us for this. But one of the themes that I'm starting to see now is not only the corruption of DNA, but one of the things that they're talking a lot about is um, tachyonic dark matter. A tachyon is a subatomic particle that travels faster than the speed of light. I first heard about this word tachyon. I can remember when I was like growing up. I watched this horror movie. And I remember that in this horror movie it had a lot to do with the end times and Armageddon and this release of evil into our plane of existence. And one of the main themes of this, and I don't know what it was, it was a you know way, way before I was even saved. But one of the main themes was this that they talked about in this horror movie, were tachyons. And it always intrigued me ever after that, because I'm like, what is a tachyon? Well, you can go up on the internet and research. We're getting into now, when you talk about tachyonic dark matter, you're getting into major, major um, subjects that are way over my head. In fact, they mentioned this exact term in one of the recent flash-forwards on TV. And there was even a chat room that some physicists had started trying to explain what they were talking about on Flash Forward. And all these physicists were in there chiming in about this particular concept. It's real. It's not something that they just made up for the movie. What is one of the things they're trying to do with CERN? They're trying to open up these parallel or, or these, these these doorways. And let me just read you this, this last quote. Sergio Berilucci, a top scientist at CERN. Now, what does CERN have outside its its headquarters? It has a statue of Shiva. Shiva is the Hindu god of destruction. Shiva is the highest deity in Hinduism. Hinduism has millions of gods. Shiva, from what I my research indicates, is the highest deity. He's got a daughter named Kali, who's the goddess of death. But Shiva is the god of destruction. Why would they have a statue of the god of destruction outside of CERN if that wasn't what they were all about? See, they signal to us these things. They telegraph their punches. What is CERN about? CERN is about really the destruction of humanity. Well, what what does the devil want to accomplish through CERN? Well, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, right? According to the Bible. He wants to destroy humanity. He wants to blot out the seed of humanity. He knows he's going to the lake of fire, and he wants to take as many people as he can with him. Well, that's what CERN's all about, opening up doorways so that these, whatever they are, fallen angels or whatever, so that they can literally come through. Because there's there's some restraining force, and the Bible talks about this in 2 Thessalonians. He who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then that wicked shall be revealed. That's what the Bible, that's the exact quote from Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians 2. He who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Some people say that this is the restraining of the Holy Spirit. Not letting these things into our plane of existence until he be taken out of the way. And then that wicked, what is that wicked? It's clearly defined as the Antichrist in 2 Thessalonians. If you read it, the wicked that they were in reference to is the Antichrist. This restraining force, I believe, is being slowly removed. And we're getting closer and closer and closer to things like CERN letting these things through into our plane of existence. There has been some restraining force up until now. But, unfortunately, it looks as though this restraining force will be removed at some point. This top scientist at CERN surprised reporters for the British newspaper, the Register, recently by saying the Large Hadron Collider, or CERN, may create a, quote, extra dimension, and that out of this door might come something. Oh, that was real descriptive might come something? What was the goal of Alistair Crowley, dubbed the Beast, 666, one of the most sickest men that have ever walked the planet, who is the role model for almost all the modern-day rock and roll bands who are absolutely obsessed with them. The Beatles were obsessed with them. They had him on the back of their, one of their album covers, Sergeant Pepper Lonely Heart Club Band, I think. And then uh, Led Zeppelin bought the guy... One of the band members of Led Zeppelin actually bought his house. It was on Lake Loch Ness, where the Loch Ness Monster is. And did all kind of magical workings there. Aleister Crowley, who was so sickening. I don't even want to get into the stuff he used to do and brag about. It was sickening. One of the most perverse, perverted devils that have ever walked the planet. What was one of his main accomplishments in things that he bragged about? It was called the Alam Trough working. Where he opened one of these portals through this gigantic witchcraft ceremony that took him literally, I believe, weeks to accomplish. And through this door that he opened walked this entity called Lom, who looks a lot like the modern-day gray alien that we have today, that were not very prevalent before this, but are very prevalent now. And then we have uh, L. Ron Hubbard, the guy that started Scientology, and Ron Parsons, the man that started Jet Propulsions Laboratory, and they carried on Alistair Crowley's work, and then did the Babylonian working, where they invited this entity called the Whore of Babylon through this doorway that they created through this elaborate witchcraft ceremony. So in other words, what are the highest level occultists of the last hundred years obsessed with doing? Opening doors. What is CERN? Obsessed with doing, opening doors into this dimension. Now I say this not just so we can learn interesting information, but so that you can also pray about it, because you would probably never even know to pray about such things. If you didn't know this. There's all types of things around the world that occultists are drawn to, whether they want to call them stargates or portals or whatever, that they go to, to literally... Open doors. I'm talking like a coven of witches going to a particular spot on the planet that most likely has very, very high occult significance, a place where maybe is uh, much innocent blood was shed or people were slaughtered or massacred. The innocent blood defiles the land. And these are places that are sacred to these people, and they go there to try to open these doors. There's whole groups, and this is happening more and more and more. They're ushering in these evil entities. It's a fact they are doing this. I go to these places whenever I have time and pray against this. Because the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. Well, if the earth is God's, why should we as Christians sit back and let the occultists go to all these cursed places and do this wickedness and defile the land. Because that's what they're doing. They're defiling the land further. And who knows what they are literally letting through. They're of their father, the devil, and of his works they're going to do. So that's what they're, they're motivated through these things. They're thinking that these entities are going to come through and give them more power and help them or whatever. And they're just deluded, unfortunately. But it's there's a it's a very big movement in the New Age um uh, community, the heavy, heavy-duty New Age community. And I've followed it for years, this whole thing with portals and stargates. I think there's one over in um, Miami. It's called the Miami Circle. And they have... Um, it's a uh, this circle they found, this perfect circle, and it's like in um, a limestone rock formation, and there's all these holes that were kind of drilled down into it, but it's this perfect circle... And they believed that it has all kind of occult significance, and it was probably the remnants of some Indian tribe or whatever that was there. And it's kind of like this landmark now. And it was actually unearthed after these apartment complexes were on them, and they tore them down, and when they tore them down, they found this thing underneath it, and they haven't been able to build on it ever since. Occultists go there whenever they can go there, and they do all these witchcrafts ceremonies, to try to invoke whatever needs to be invoked to come through this place. Well, that's wickedness. Pure and simple. And this stuff is going on all over the planet, but we're just not aware of it. And we're definitely not educated on it in any way, shape, or form. At bare minimum, uh, being able to pray against this stuff, but I also believe that if you can actually go there and set foot on these places, it's much more effective. Claim that land back for God, the Lord Jesus Christ. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, and all they that dwell therein. It's not. It's not Satan's world. He's not the creator of the universe. Anyway, just some things I've had convictions about in times past, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and end part one there, and we're going to go to part two next. God bless you.